Welcome to the Business Maestro with Kerry Wood, talking all things development, growth, team harmony, and getting the best for you out of your business. Every week, Kerry auditions industry leaders, business owners, and individuals who have increased the tempo on their business growth. For a direct line to Kerry, join the Business Ensemble on Facebook. Here's the thing. Kerry is straight up and straight down the middle. There may be some politically incorrect stuff coming your way. If you're into the no-bullshit type of learning, then this podcast is for you. Well, welcome aboard, ladies and gentlemen. It's Kerry Wood here, the business maestro. We're about to embark on 20 or 30 minutes of high-tempo business discussion with one of New Zealand's leading uh, business lights. Now, just a couple of things. This might be a little bit politically incorrect, so if you're really, really a little bit flaky about being told as it is, then maybe you shouldn't listen. But if you want to hear what's happening in in the world in New Zealand and the business community, then we're going to throw that at you right now. And, you know, we've had other podcasts with some great guests. And today we um, we're very, very fortunate to have what, what I consider one of New Zealand uh, success stories in, in, in getting through business and, and making a great impact on the business community. And this this lady has been run nationwide companies she's run educational institutes and now she's back in charge of a of a, of a company that actually is a little bit in opposition to what we do uh, running uh, acting chief executive for um, a mentoring organization but we'll get to that so it's my great pleasure to welcome sarah trotman to uh, the business maestro podcast so sarah just before you start we first met uh on a road show for business small business all might be without showing my age uh ooh, must be 10 or 15 years ago when we toured new zealand with with your business which was the sme expos and that am i have i got that right um now that's interesting because i thought it was when i was the chief executive of the business mentor program the first time but i did that role for um for three years and then i realized that actually I'm an entrepreneur at heart and I went off and set up what became the largest um, events for business held in the country. So we got about sort of 25, 30,000 business owners coming through the doors of what you're referring to as um, the Small Business Expo. So they were held in Auckland, Wellington and Christchurch just annually. uh, And then tagged on to that, we established the Excellence in Business Support Awards. So um, there were two reasons why I um, took on those initiatives. The first was the small business support sector was so fragmented and it was really important that we brought all of those initiatives, all of those support mechanisms for small business owners to reach out to under one roof. Um, And the second was that we all feel very strongly about having world-class businesses, but without world-class business support, that's just a dream. So hence the um, establishment of the Excellence in Business Support Awards, which um, really provides an opportunity for business support organisations to benchmark against their peers and the international standard that is Baldridge, um, the services that they're offering to business, products and services. Okay. 
So you, you you then went spent a bit of time after that at, at AUT. Have I got that right, Sarah? Um, you have got that right, and um, I am very comfortable talking about um, my failures as well as my successes in business. So before we jump over to the role that I had at the business school at AUT, I would like to touch on the aspect of failure because it's something that I'm talking to a lot of businesses about at the moment with the various mentoring assignments that I have. Um, it's, we learn 10 times more from our failures than we do our successes. And it's very important that we keep our eyes wide open, particularly in this COVID climate, around the challenges that we as business owners are facing. So my own personal experience was, um, I remember Bill Day, who won Entrepreneur of the Year, said to me once, Sarah, being an entrepreneur is like, um, making love to your partner thinking this would be so much better on satin sheets and it's so true <laughs> as an entrepreneur you're constantly looking to the future you're thinking hey look it's great that we've got the expos in Auckland but wouldn't it be great if we took them nationally and it's really good that we've got these business expos in New Zealand and we've built the largest database in the country of proactive business owners but Australia needs this as well and why don't we add a magazine that goes to 40,000 business owners on at the same time as the Excellence in Business Support Awards. And then why don't we take all of that online? So I made two decisions just prior to the GFC. One was to invest about $500,000, which is a huge amount of money for small businesses, into an online business expo. That was, um, to be honest, I would have got much more pleasure flushing that money down the toilet because I chose the wrong IT supplier to bring the expos online. Um, and that's, you know, I take full responsibility for that. And the second thing I did was I took um, through a very thorough due diligence um, uh, process and hugely um, impressive manuals, legal advice, accounting advice, I took my small business support services, the suite of them into the Australian market, then the GFC hit and everything fell apart. And I came back to New Zealand, thought, well, I don't wanna run business expos for the rest of my life. So I put the IP in the top drawer, sold aspects of the business around um, various IP to you know, other business support organizations around town and thought I'd better go and get myself a real job <laughs> at that point. In fact, I was trying to sell the Excellence in Business Support Awards to the AUT Business School and they didn't take on the license. Um, but the Dean of the Business School said, look, we like the awards, but we quite like you. Would you consider coming to um, work for us? We've got a real challenge in the uh, industry engagement. So that interface between tertiary education and business, they were quite challenged. So I took on that challenge for six years and thoroughly enjoyed my time there. Yeah, education uh, is, is always, always, always a challenging environment. And and you've just recently left there and you, uh, my understanding is from reading the press that you, you've taken on a, a role back at Mentors is, uh, is, is uh, not... Um, is, is uh, not, 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 is, what do they call it? Um, acting. Acting. That, yeah, I, was trying to, <laughs> I was trying to think, I was going to say stand-in or part-time, but I knew that wouldn't be you. So well, it, well, well, I must confess it is a bit part-time because I can only offer them 20 hours a week because I also have a role on the Auckland Council yep. as the um, 
as an elected member of the Waitemata Local Board, and that takes about 20 hours of my week as well. So, And um, I'm a celebrant. I've got a finger in a few different pies, actually, which is the joy of life, isn't it? But yes, yes. I left um, AUT after about six years. In fact, a lot of people were surprised I lasted that long. They said, you're an entrepreneur. You're a square peg in a round hole. But I really enjoyed my time there. And then I went off to establish a charity called Spend My Super. Yep. So um, there's about $11 billion of superannuation given out every year. And um, me and the founder of that organization, or the woman that came up with the idea and funded the organization, agreed that there's probably about 2 to 3% of that that isn't needed by people to live a good life. So if we could filter 2 to $300 million of superannuation payments out to organizations that support kids living in financial poverty, then we'd be doing a pretty good job. So I was the establishment CEO of that for 18 months. And then I um, was approached by business mentors to come in as the acting CE here. And I'm loving being back in the hot seat. There's still people that I worked with, you know, 15, 17 years ago uh, here, and it's, it feels like coming home. It's, it's interesting, um, as you know, Auckland Centre Business Excellence, we, we, we develop business programs and we coach businesses. It's, it's actually some of the most fulfilling, stressful, um, um, amazing, time-consuming uh, work you can do is working. When you, when you take a business owner and you, and you unfold stuff and for them and in front of them, it's, um, you know, you, you, you go home at night with a real... Um, a real, 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 real kick in your step, and a real, you know, a real, real want to have a, you know, to, to, to because you just do. It's, it's great. It's, I'm going to say great fun because it simply is. It you is know, great um, fun. It is know. hugely rewarding. And yes, you go home with a spring in your step because you feel like, you know, if you're good at what you do, you've made a real difference. But I also find I go home quite exhausted. They're quite exhausting sessions. Uh, well, we're not here to talk about that. But let me let me share with you on a couple of days a week. I I see half a dozen or more business owners and you know if you think half a dozen business owners you're talking half a dozen personalities half a dozen businesses half a dozen different sets of problems and and you're right you get you get home at the end of the day and and you're just like um there's a technical term for it knackered comes to mind <laughs> you know you, you walk you drive up the driveway and uh, and but, but but having said that you know I always I get up in the morning and the first call you make is always just such su such a buzz. You ring up and go, you know, just use your name. G'day, Sarah, Kerry here, and and you, and, and you can actually feel the 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 um you know the, the good vibes. I, I, and once again, we're not here to talk about this, but my favourite part of this is about three or four months ago, I had a client who's been a long term client ring me and he said, oh, Kerry, we need to talk and tone of voice was average. So I thought, oh, you know, what's going on? Mm. And he arrived at my office with his wife. And I'm, oh, okay, you know, um, what's going And he said, oh, we can't think of anyone better. We'd like you to be um, our, our, our trustee of our family trust. Oh, wow. And I, I sort of stood there and went, mm. um, what, who? How? Goes, well, <laughs> if there's anybody we trust to, to yeah. do the best for our, our family, our kids, yeah, so anyway, nice. that's not what we're here to talk about, Ms. Drummond. That we're, we're no, but it about. does but it does talk, Kerry, to the important element of trust that needs to be present between a mentor and their client. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. yeah I, I always, uh, I, yeah, I always say, and you know me, I always say to my clients, firstly, I'm politically very incorrect. Secondly, I have no filter. So I will say exactly what I'm thinking. And sometimes every now and again, you say it. And as I'm saying it, I'm thinking, ooh, 
ooh, probably shouldn't have said that. But but you know, um, it, it's it's what the role is. You, you're not there to be not well. You're not there to be to be be their friends. You're there to drive their business. Yes. Which yeah. brings me to what a question for you now, Sarah. You've been in the business community now for a while, and and obviously you're a, a, a an intelligent, witty, um, worldly. Um, uh, a, a lady, woman. Difficult. <laughs> I, I, well, I was going to say that, and I've got these words that we're not allowed to use. Difficult, but uh, <laughs> one of them. So, look, in the world we're in now, tell me, tell me, is it really, if you don't mind me being blunt, is it really equal opportunity, or are there still problems? You know that, that we as a society, that we as the SME, the small business market, have to have to have to get our, get over ourselves to give everyone a fair shot. Fair suck of the serve. As, as, a, as, a, as a lady, and I don't mean disrespect for that, you know, mm. but, but are there things that we need to do better? Um, look, there are. There are a number of things. And the fact that you're even asking the question is a concern to me because it's a question that I'm asked a lot. And I'm gobsmacked that it's not obvious to people. Um, if you look at the gender pay gap, for example, we've got women who are paid 9%. The gender pay gap is basically um, 9%. So men on average earn 9% more than the average woman. Um, but if you then extrapolate out the data, you've also got some real challenges where there's some intersectional diversity. So if you take, for example, a Māori or a Pacifica woman, they are earning something like in fact, I'm sorry, I don't have the figures off the top of my head, but let's say, and I won't be exaggerating, 30% less than a white guy that's sitting at the top of the tree. And I must confess, I was interviewed by a woman, would have been about 10 years ago, and she was doing uh, some research on women that um, take their businesses offshore. And she was a staunch feminist, and we had quite a heated debate about whether... Um, there was a lack of diversity in New Zealand and whether there were challenges for women in business. And my arguments, I'm embarrassed to say now, was absolutely not. I haven't experienced any um, limitations in the way that I am able to conduct myself in business. And she was gobsmacked and entered into this great debate, which of course I didn't buy into. Well, I do now. I've had my eyes open well and truly. And I think the reason why it's taken me so long to appreciate how challenging it is for women, and not just in small business, but with their professional careers, or in fact, in any endeavor, don't get me started about RNZ Sports News and their weighting and bias towards covering men's sport as opposed to women's sport, but I digress. But um, I grew up with a mother who, she certainly never used the word feminist, but you know, if dad didn't iron his own shirts, he went to work with shirts unironed. It was as simple as that. She had five children, she had her own career, and dad stepped up just like mum did. So for me, and she was also very ambitious for her four girls. Yes, sorry, Kerry. There are four Sarah Trotmans running around down there. <laughs> Don't worry, I'm the only one in New Zealand. Oh, thank goodness for that. It's only a small country, you know. <laughs> Um, so, yeah, so, you know, with mum leading the family and um, dad hugely ambitious for his girls, I didn't um, ever experience any sort of any sense that I couldn't achieve what I wanted to in life. And unfortunately, that's not the case for so many women. Okay. So, so I, I think I might have told you when we had a brief discussion before this about my experience with a, a a client of mine who's um who's a, who's a tradesperson. Did I, did I didn't think I did tell you that. I think you she, did. Yeah. yeah. She um 
she had a major problem. She, great, great tradesperson. Whenever she went onto site, when they were, she, it's not the people were demeaning to her, but they, they, when she walked on site, they'd, they'd look for the the guy that was the gruff, um, you know, engineer. Where, where, where's, you know, um, and and once she introduced, she was herself, a plumber, wasn't she? Yeah, plumber. Yeah. Once she introduced herself as a plumber, and one, and, and, and as the person. Then, then they were fine. There was no, um, there was no, no problem. But the problem was, as she walked on the site, that also, oh hi, how are you? Um, yep, yep. Where's the, where's the tradesman? Where's yeah. the uh, the guy who knows yeah. what's going on? Do and, you know? I just want to comment on that. So, none of those people are probably deliberately biased against women, but they hold, and I do too, and I know you will, and all of your listeners will, and they can ring and debate this with me if they like, we all have an unconscious bias against women. I notice that if you speak to me about a plumber, then I instantly think of the man. I'm embarrassed to say that if you talk to me about a lawyer, my mind instantly thinks it'll be a man. I'm just programmed that way, and society is programmed that me that way and I try very hard to call myself out on the unconscious bias but as importantly I have drilled this into my children and what's really great is they don't have the same built-in unconscious bias that generation. Um, one of the things that I would say to any women that are listening to this podcast is find yourself a sponsor within your sector. So if you're a professional person or a small business owner, find yourself someone, a man or a woman, who is significantly more advanced in their career or their business journey and get them to support you. So that's more than a mentor. A mentor is fantastic, incredibly important, but a sponsor is somebody that's going to walk the extra mile for you. Explain what they would do, Sarah, a sponsor. Yeah, that's um, a very good question. So let's let's take um, a major trading bank. Let's say I'm the marketing assistant, quite the way down the picking order of um, of a major major trading bank. I might find somebody within that bank that sits not so much one or even two levels ahead of me. In fact, probably two levels is ideal because you want somebody that can relate to the role, somebody that wants to stay engaged with the sponsoring relationship. They've got to be somebody that you really admire, but they are somebody that will sit in a meeting and say, have you thought of Joe Bloggs for this? Um, you know, she'd make a fantastic uh, contribution to that working group or that advisory group. So somebody that really appreciates your value and has a good sense of where you want to take your career or your business. Now, you need to earn um, the trust and the respect of that sponsor. So if that sponsor says to you, look, um, Jane, we've got a Toastmasters group um, within the bank. I'd really like you to put your toe in the water. And instead of going, oh, actually, the idea of public speaking isn't my idea of fun, you go, actually, I'm going to give that a crack. So not every opportunity that the sponsor presents to you, you'll take up but or, or stick with. But you need to trust their judgment. They understand the organization. They've got your back. And you need to work with them. OK. Yeah. Um, so. If we go a little bit left of that, that's great. If you're working for a trading bank or you're working, but let's let's talk about um, you know, the plumber, Lee, the plumber. You sure. Know, um, where does she go to do that? You know, um, uh, how do, you know, how does she, how does she deal with that? 
and I tend to agree with what you said. I, I don't think we are, um, what's the right word? I don't think we, we do, do it deliberately. I mean, as you say, you know, you're sitting at home expecting the plumber, uh, and I'm, I'm just picking on plumbers now. Yes. You know, the, the van drives up the driveway, out hops, uh, and, and you don't see who hops out the driver's seat, but the, the next minute there's a knock at the door and there's a, 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 a young lady standing there, and I don't know. I would. I'm sorry to say. I would probably think. Okay, she's the the the, the assistant, the te- the, uh, the 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 apprentice. I don't mean disrespect. Mm. You know, and mm. you'd be looking there, going, okay, so where's the plumber? So if you are that person, how do you how do you how do you step through that, knowing that institutionally and and, and societally, you know, this. It's yeah. A, Look, it's a really it's a really good question, Kerry. And what I can say is that. If you start taking on the responsibility for addressing the unconscious bias in your sector or your industry, I'll tell you what, as a plumber, you're not going to be out there you know, fixing toilets or fixing drains or whatever it is that plumbers do. So you do need to actually pick your battles. What I would do is I'd be leveraging that. Now, the fact of the matter is, and again, this is... Um, without any substance, so I'm using this as a classic example of me lumping people into um, into their gender roles. But I'm, I would put money on that it's normally a woman that will call the plumber. You know, yep. the toilet's broken or we've, we've got a flood or certainly it always was in my household. You know, women are proactive. They get on top of things and they just get things done. So um, my suggestion would be that for a female in a male-dominated industry, that she actually take advantage of the fact that she's quite unique and not quite what everybody's expecting. So there might be a plumber's journal that she could be on the front cover of. There might be a plumber's journal that she could write an article for every fortnight. Um, There might be a small business series in the local newspaper, the Herald or the Sunday Star Times that might want to um, talk about the impact of forging ahead in a male-dominated world. So the many ways that you can actually take um, this constant people being taken aback by the role that you have and turn it to your advantage. Can I can I tell you what what what, what how I worked with it because I, I you know you, you've got a very umbrella and worldly view I, I I dealt with it a little bit more pragmatically yeah and see what you think of this what I did was I said well first of all every client who makes an appointment gets an email confirming the appointment don't they yes they do so why don't you have a photo of yourself on the on the email they'll get back saying you know Sarah our plumber boy we we with you at ten o'clock so they look at the fantastic floor. holy holy crap Sarah's a plumber you know and the next thing is that when you um that they all and then on your shirt she has her name and then underwood on the plumber yeah you know on, you know because you know they all yeah. but I, I i actually said to the the the, the, the young lady be very very proud of your of your absolutely of the fact that you're, you're in this game yes um, and and uh you know but we and take every opportunity to tell every not 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 in a, not in a way that's not professional but Hi, my name's Sarah. Once again, using your name, my name's Sarah, and I'm the plumber. Yeah, you know, and, totally. And, and, you know, and so we started sending out this email appointment, and the 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 the, the reaction from the clients was huge. Yeah, you know, great. Was, oh, Look, okay, I think you know, 
Absolutely. And of course, you just need to look at these major organizations, you know, Fletcher's, Downers, um, large organizations that are really committed to gender diversity now. Well, they're also committed to gender diversity and wider diversity um, across their suppliers. So it's a massive business opportunity for her. True that. Um, and in fact, every Tuesday morning, um, I have a, a Zoom huddle of uh, um, um, female business owners in, uh, at 7.30 to uh, 8.30 from all over New Zealand. And we, oh, great. And, and I have to tell you that it is just, I'm the only guy, and, and I don't say that in a, actually looking at the discussion we're having that's probably inappropriate to say I am but, but on the on, and it's really interesting we, we push really hard go out and do it just go out and do it go absolutely I'd love to come and talk to that group I'd be really happy to I'll, I'll send you, know, you but, but you, you need to bring your top game because they're sharp good they are, they of course they sharp. are they're women they're damn sharp um, I've and, just and got they, five minutes left yep, Kerry yep, okay yep look last question I have you had one piece of advice to it uh, a 17, 18 year old girl, she's just about to leave high school. One piece of advice, one piece of Sarah, that you, you know, you've got, four, you've got two minutes with this young lady. What would, you know, and, and she's just a little bit concerned about making her way. What would you tell her to do? Um, I was going to say that old saying that we've all heard, feel the fear and do it anyway. Um, but instead, if I only had one piece of advice, it would be go and find a mentor or a sponsor. Because that person will constantly push and encourage you. Yep, okay. Look, Sarah, your wonderful, uh, wonderful business experience and the, just something I got out of it is, is right at the start, you were saying, you know, we all, you learn 10 times uh, from, your, uh, from your failures and you do from your successes. And, and, you know, it's, it's not only brave, but it's powerful to not only admit that, to be a part of that. Ladies and gentlemen, my name's Kerry Wood. I'm from the Auckland Centre of Business Excellence. This is a podcast we've been featuring Sarah Trotman, uh, one of New Zealand's success stories. She's an entrepreneur. Um, she's now currently the acting CEO of New Zealand Mentors. Ladies and gentlemen, I would strongly recommend that if, if you want to listen to this podcast, listen on my website. It'll also be on, obviously, iTunes and Spotify and Weezer. Sarah, thank you so much. Wish you well in the next little while. And I have no doubt that there'll be big things happening for Sarah Trotman in the very near future. Thank you very much, Sarah Trotman. Thank you, Kerry. It's been wonderful to be here with you. If you took something away from this podcast, or if you know someone that is on their business journey who will find this really valuable, be sure to share this wealth of knowledge with them. And don't forget to subscribe however you're listening to this. And if you're a business owner who needs a bit of oomph, join the Business Ensemble on Facebook and continue today's conversation.